Hi everyone, this is Amber Shaw, founder and CEO of Adorsis, a laboratory data management software company. Welcome to Adorsis Lab Software Podcast. Joining me today is a very special guest, Darren Platt. Darren is Chief Information Officer and President at Dimitrix. One of his roles is to oversee the team that handle data management and analysis for Dimitrix cell engineering platform. Prior to Dimitrix, Darren was VP of Data Science at Amherst, head of research at 23andMe, and led the computing effort at the Joint Genome Institute from DOE and Xlexis, overseeing several multi-million dollar software projects and large teams of software developers in biotech settings, covering DNA sequencing, consumer genomes, and synthetic biology. Hi, Darren. Welcome back. Great to be here again. You and I did two episodes on software development for biotech industry. The first episode we talked about buy versus build. The second one was on how to design good scientific software. For listeners who haven't listened to those two episodes, do check them out. But today we're going to talk about software development resources. We're going to go behind the scene to see how software group in the biotech industry are unique and the challenges in hiring and how to address them. First, let's look at uh, what is a typical software group in the biotech industry. Is it different from other industry? Uh, if, if so, how are they different? That's a really great question. I think if you peered inside a typical biotech, you often find not one computing group, but a whole bunch of them. And it can be very blurry who's actually writing the software. And I, I think of it as like a mixture of skills and I was sort of saying ABC. There are people who are good at automation, maybe a little bit better with robots and software, people who are great with sort of the computing bit, the C and B, really strong on the biology. And some people are big B, little C, some people are big A, big C, little B, big B, little C, and you need sort of all of those types. And you also need to get them to all sort of work together. Um, so you're going to have a blend of homegrown programmers um, who just learned it on the job because they got interested and experienced developers, you know, have gone through school and spent decades writing software. And somehow you need to kind of glue all of this together. One of the more important roles is somebody who can actually translate the requirements. Um, this is not just sort of where do the buttons go and, you know, what's the user flow, but how does the particular science of that company work? and help the software engineers, the people who are probably better at writing the software, um, actually sort of translate those requirements into a working piece of software. It tends to be a very lean environment. It's been very common in places I've worked for one person, one software developer to support many different um, applications rather than a typical software development company with maybe a few products where you would have a whole team of people working on single piece of software and you can break the team up into requirements and testing um, and deployment and stuff like that and so you, you often have one person managing the full software development life cycle top to bottom um, for multiple apps and that really puts a lot of pressure you need good software engineers to do that um, I had one person who really decided to move to take another job for really good reasons and one of the things appealing things for him going back to regular software development was just I'm going to have a team of 10 people who just do software testing for me don't have to worry about that anymore um, completely understood that um, I think one of the great things about those teams working biotech is that they get very quick feedback on their software so you have a captive internal audience you can watch them use the software and so 
these teams tend to be very, very close to their users, literally can deploy a bit of software, walk into the lab and actually see how the users are using it rather than relying on sort of web metrics and how many millions of people visited your website. That was a very good insight into the software group in the biotech setting. I do think it's much more fluid and a diversified environment. In fact, I think that's exactly why I liked working in the biotech space because I got to do a lot of different things. Backend, frontend, database, talking to users, getting real-time feedback, even software validation, which wasn't my favorite thing to do, but in a lot of cases, it was definitely necessary. I wasn't boxed into do one thing or one type of thing, so it was a lot more fun. So what kind of challenges have you come across in hiring developers um, in this industry? I think I, some of the common challenges are the same things everybody has, that it's just there's a lot of competition for good software developers. Um, I had one friend who was listening to a conversation between somebody who'd been recruited to, you know, um, Am- uh, I think it was Amazon, and somebody who'd been recruited to Oracle, and they were comparing notes on what color the Tesla they got was a signing bonus. So it's a very, very sort of competitive business, um, and you obviously still need to be competitive salary-wise, but um, you're going to have a really hard time going up against sort of Google if it really comes down to pay. Um, often biotech companies are pre-revenue, they're early they rely on stock compensation. So you have to find somebody who's going to be interested in um, that long-term equity and something that's a high-risk business. Um, also bringing somebody in who is not going to be scared for, scared away by the biology, who's actually going to find it really interesting. Um, and a lot of people you know, who end up um, coming to biotech come because they're interested in doing something a little bit more interesting than just a, another credit card payment website. Um, on the other hand, they've got to get along with biologists. I had, uh, some biologists I was working with say to one of my software developers once that they were just an overpaid calculator and they really didn't feel like, the software developer didn't feel like they were getting the um, respect they deserved. And the software isn't the center of the company. It's not the reason you exist if you're a biotech. And so for a lot of software developers who worked at SiteX where they were the stars, um, you know, psychologically being a group that supports a group that supports the development of a product is just a little bit harder. So you got to really select for those kind of personalities who just fascinated by the domain and the ability to do something that impacts cancer or you know better products or diagnostics and things like that. So over the years, um, have you figured out any um, anything that you can do to stay competitive uh, against other industries? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you've got to, at the end of the day, you've got to admit if somebody is comfortable working at, you know, Google or Facebook and they just like that really big, big, very, very secure job with good compensation, um, you can't win. I'm not going to persuade somebody that this is, a, you know, come and work for biotech because you're going to make a lot more money. Um, they may. The companies can be very successful. Um, you do need to be competitive. You don't want to insult anybody on um, salary and total compensation. But the best developers, I think, who I've seen come in, have come in often because they really were bored with doing a lot of websites that were at the end of the day, very, very similar repetitive tasks. And they were just interested by the biology. Um, So the ability to work on something, software tends to be a lot more complicated in biology. There's some really, really interesting problems. And so those people who, if you can get a hook in and just say, look, if you come and work for us, you can use CRISPR, or if you come work for us, you can help us cure cancer, or you can help people understand their DNA better. Um, that that's sort of really the hook, the impact they can have. And then, you know, if they really interest, some people are very personally interested in the biology you're working on, whether it's making sustainable 
biofuels or, or a comp maybe a product that they've used personally that's sort of the best way to get somebody in and, and you know at the end of the day i also find um commute's a big thing um definitely recruited a number of people who just didn't feel like getting on a bus and driving down to mountain view every day so um definitely helps if your biotech isn't located right next to silicon valley that's awesome i completely agree the best appeal is biology because biology is relevant to our lives. Quite a few companies I worked for had developed molecular diagnostic products. One of them had a blood test for moms-to-be, checking for the possibility of a fetus developing Down syndrome. So using the blood test, moms during the pregnancy don't have to go through the invasive annual procedures. I felt the product was really relevant to me at the time because I had just my second kid at the time, and I didn't want to go through any invasive procedure during the pregnancy. Well, Darren, thank you so much for sharing the insights on the Biotech Software Group. That's more questions for you regarding the hiring process, but I'm gonna to have to break them into the next episode. I look forward to talking with you again. Absolute pleasure, Amber, thanks.